Be sure to check us out on Patreon. There you will find our community with several different tiers of learning. Our Patreon community is all about immersing yourself in the streams, teachings, and the Taya practice with lots of Taya tools and Taya teachings via weekly live video and exclusive coaching sessions at patreon.com. The things that are considered wrong or suffering or even traumatic in the world, Source appreciates that stuff as much as anything else. And if you take on that Source perspective of appreciation, that detunes its power. Welcome to the Stream of David podcast. I am on today with two of my favorite people. I know I say that all the time, but this time I mean it. <laughs> I always mean it. Two of my favorite people from uh, Twin Flame Divine Fire radio show, where I'm a guest a few times a year. We have Sandra and Alan on, the hosts of that show today. And uh, we always have a lot of fun. In fact, we were doing a little pre-show and we were laughing so much. I, I had to stop and say, wait, we need to hit record. <laughs> We need to be uh, doing this for the audience. Hopefully they yeah, enjoy it as blast. much as we do. <laughs> you're a blast. How are you two? We're doing well. Um, in Arkansas, landed here, what, last Labor Day. Yeah. So we're and, near in a year. Yeah, coming up on a year before too long and enjoying the tropical weather. <laughs> <laughs> it's steamy right now. We're, we're in an excess of heat warning today and probably tomorrow. I think we were yesterday too. Yeah. So, um, 113 yesterday. And showing a lot of gratitude for our air conditioner. So we apologize for the floor noise ahead of time. So yeah, I don't. Know. I can't. I can't hear any noise. So I think you're you're good. But uh, you yeah. two, you two live uh, as much off the grid as anybody that I know. Very, very free spirits. I I, I refer to you uh, lovingly as hippies. <laughs> Well, you know, the Taya Practice podcast, Julie uh, and I were talking about this week's episode, actually, uh, as we record this, we were talking about how the hippies got it right. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. most of the hippies from my childhood, the late 60s, early 70s, grew out of it and became consumers. <laughs> right. Right. And I, I used to live north of uh, San Francisco, an area in, a, in Marin County, right when you go over to the Golden Gate. Have you ever been there? No. No. So just north of uh, San Francisco, you go over the Golden Gate Bridge and you're in Marin. And Marin is very pristine. It's very, it almost feels rural. And you're 10 minutes from San Francisco. It's incredible because they don't wow. let you build anything there. It's very conservationist oriented. Yeah. And the people that live there, it's known as the old rich hippies. These really? are all people that were hippies that kind of kept the hippie mindset, yet they also managed to be multimillionaires because you pretty much have to be to live there. It's really expensive. Wow. And uh, I used to live in Tiburon, and it kind of was that vibe. There was a little of that hippie mindset left, but they all got into something that allowed them to you know, be able to, to live there. But uh, it, there was still some of that hippie, but you two are the real deal. You stuck <laughs> with it. You are free spirits. You do your own thing, and I admire that very much. No. Oh, thank, thank you. you. We appreciate it. Yeah, we're in. Uh, we're on we're, the eighth year of living off the grid. Yeah, we're in a little uh, twenty-seven foot RV right now, in uh, you know, like we said, in Arkansas, not too far from Fort Smith, Arkansas, uh, which was on the Trail of Tears, which we found, and we just found that out from not too long ago from someone in Canada 
they turned us on to it and we're like, really? So we she thought, She does what? documentaries and she's like, do you realize you're right off the trail of tears? Yeah, and we're we like, had no clue. We knew we were here for a reason, but we didn't know what. And it was interesting, the research on that. Oh my gosh, what a story. So, Well, go ahead and explain for our listeners what that is. Um, the Trail of Tears was Indians, and it was also um, African Americans, we found out, too. Um, and they were kicked out of their land in... Oh, from Georgia, Florida, and pretty much everywhere in between. And they said, we don't care where you go, but you're not staying here. Go west. And they basically forced them to go west. To Oklahoma. And it was horrific what these poor yeah. people had to go through and lost a lot of people along that trail that's why it's called trail of tears well and and i think one of the reasons that we that that is kind of pertinent because when we first came out here before labor day of 2022 right right <laughs> um we ended up on what is called mulberry mountain which is about 40 45 minutes away from here and it was going to be an event with Sology. Well, we finally end up getting there, and we get settled in, and a whole bunch of things happen. We're not going to go into all the details about that, but it was really weird. And Felt weird. Yeah, it was a different vibe. I, I'm not going to say it was a negative vibe, but it was just really different. I couldn't sleep at night because I would hear Indians chanting. Yeah, and a lot of people were talking about that. You know, they're like, what is going on? I think a few people said that they saw, saw them. Prim, they saw these premonitions of yeah. the Indians circling the entire uh, fest. So it was bizarre. And the chain <laughs> of that, events. The energy is still very active. And, and I would imagine that's kept active by people's focus on it. You're, mm-hmm. you're there for that experience and you're, you're sort of co-creating more of that. And that's probably what you're hearing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we were there um, and everyone had kind of pulled out, but it was really this shifting moment for Alan and I. We believe in frequency and that loud noises break in energy and and help you to shift. And everyone had pretty much pulled out. A storm rolled in. The RV that was parked next to us was uh, Todd Medina's and it was gone. A storm rolled in in about five feet. Oh, it was boring. From I where mean, his RV was, a lightning bolt struck. Wicked storms we've ever been through. And yeah, about 30 feet away, we were playing dominoes <laughs> at our little dining room table right there, which I could almost touch. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, we saw a flash, and it sounded like someone just fired a gun right next to our ears. And I think. I wore her coffee. Yeah. And I about had to go change. <laughs> and we're like, what are we in the middle of here? Holy crow. This is crazy. You know, when lightning strikes, that's a, that's incredible if you're near. I've seen it once in my life as a child. I've actually seen the lightning bolt hit like just a few feet away. Oh, it's it incredible. lit up the entire wow. RV yeah. and our hair stood up. Mm-hmm. And we were like, whoa. I had a feeling broke. in my mouth that I could taste that was like, 40, 50 years old, all of a sudden I had a metallic taste in my mouth. It was mm-hmm. bizarre, David. It Activates all kinds of stuff, that that surge of energy. It's incredible. Right. Yeah. I lo- sure. I've always loved storms. We don't get thunderstorms out here uh, on the West Coast. Oh. And I love thunderstorms. And that's one of the oh, things I miss great. most out here. 
is this that powerful convergence of energy and the the sounds and the you know, all of it is just so cool. It Unless is. you're struck by lightning, and that's probably not so cool. <laughs> I used to live in Florida, which I, I believe is the lightning capital of, of maybe the world, but certainly United States. Yeah. And uh, you have all these golf courses, so you're constantly hearing about people being struck by lightning. You know, especially on golf courses, carrying a you know, metal rod in your hand. We uh, have a friend in Jacksonville that's been struck by lightning three times, Trevor. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah, I believe it. I, and I've heard of that, too. It's sort of like once you have that experience and you have that vibe, then you're going to maybe have the experience a few more times. We all, you know, we all do that, though, right? We manifest experiences until we figure right. out why we keep manifesting the same experience. Right. And we detune that or not. But if we detune it, then we can move on from that experience and not, not have to be struck <laughs> anymore, right? Good metaphor so, for everything we do in life. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. So, I mean, you know, we went through all that up on Mulberry Mountain with the Native American experience that a lot of folks were going through and the lightning. And uh, then we found out, I think, about the Trail of Tears here once yeah. we got here. So then we're like, oh, okay. I had now, a. Now we kind of understand what happened up in the mountain a little bit better. We were up on the mountain and Labor Day was coming in. And I was like, well, let's stay for 10 more days. It's really nice here. And they said, you can't, we're booked out. This is an event, um, campground. You have four days and I'm freaking out. I'm going to the bottom, baby. I'm diving in yeah. <laughs> and I'm in a panic. And I finally couldn't take it anymore. I said, I'm calling Mulberry. Well, you would think that Mulberry Mountain and Mulberry, the town are the same thing. They are not. They're not. Um, they are 40 minutes apart. Not even close. Uh, <laughs> So I called Somebody City Hall. Somebody just really liked the name, right? So the, right. the, name, the town and a mountain up there. Yeah. So I called City Hall and a, a very nice lady picked it up. I'm in a panic and she's like, honey, I just need you to calm down. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, I'm going to give you a number. As soon as you get off the phone with me, call her. It's a holiday weekend. No one had any openings. And we're, we're going to have to move. And we're thinking, we haven't been in this RV that long. Okay. Um, and she says, calm down. Here's the number. I call the lady. The lady goes, oh, we have two spots available. We'll put a cone up for you. Now, I didn't know what that meant. Um, she said, we'll reserve it. You just get here when you get here. Well, I didn't know what that meant. Um, <laughs> and I told her, I said, well, we check out of here at 11 o'clock on Monday. And you're supposed to check in here at 11 o'clock on Monday. And I'm like, we can't leave there and be there. And she said, just get here when you get here. And we got here. A storm moves in after we get set up, thank God. Um, and we decide it's time to lay down. And I kept seeing these light flashes. And I got up and went outside in the middle of the night. Not lightning coming from the sky, not lightning coming from the ground, but there were flashes in all the trees all around us. Not and I'm like, bugs. oh, what did we bring here? And it's been a whirlwind ever since. And we've been directed to stay here. We'll know when to leave like we always do. Right. Yeah. Right? When I first, the first time I was on your show, you were, you were in, you were East, right? You were in New York. Right. Yeah. Big yeah. change from New York, I would imagine, to Arkansas. Oh. oh. Yeah. World's <laughs> difference, man. Let me tell you. Have yeah. either of you lived in the South before? Yes. Okay. 
I hadn't. Uh, I think as far south as I've gotten was like around the St. Louis, Missouri area. Yeah. He's originally from Illinois, and I'm originally from Missouri. Okay. And um, so we knew the Midwest, the weathers. We knew. We knew. But we intentionally didn't go there. (laughs) But the vibe. uh, Well, the Missouri vibe and the Arkansas vibe probably have a lot of similarities, I would imagine. They do. Pretty similar. They do. Yeah. Yeah. because, you know, I'm from North Louisiana. I'm from uh, just I'm probably 20 minutes from the Arkansas border. Oh, wow. Uh, it's not called Minden, Louisiana. It's where I grew up. Okay. Wow. You know, we called it El, it's El Dorado, but El Dorado, Arkansas is how we pronounced it. That was yeah. really close to my hometown. Okay. Oh, wow. I'm, yeah. I'm going to have to look that up later now, find out how close we actually are to where you grew up. <laughs> yeah, probably not close. that far. Yeah. yeah, my brother used to live in... Um, Gosh, I want to say Pine Bluff. Well, that's not years. far from here. Yeah. Yeah, he got married in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. His uh, wife, I think, was his, her family was living there at the time. They oh, don't live there anymore. Man. My brother lives in Ruston, Louisiana now, which is also um, pretty close to where I grew up. So I, I'm from that part of the world, and I really miss it sometimes. I really, really do. I've lived do all you? over. I've lived in Florida, Georgia, Seattle, Northern California, Southern California. I love California. I love Southern California. The weather here is amazing because we have heat like you do, but we don't have humidity. So right. it may be 114 outside and it's hot, but it's dry desert heat. And yeah. the humidity does make things a lot different, especially when you're up in the 100s. Because I grew yeah. up in I, I know how awful it is. Just the air is so thick. Yeah. You know, when it's that hot and you've got humidity, the air is very, very thick. But there's a magic to the South that doesn't exist elsewhere in the United States that I have found. There's a, there's a, I, well, everybody's spiritual. Everybody is, whether they care to, to acknowledge it or not, everybody is, but there is something spiritual and something soulful. And sometimes it's expressed as religion, as we know in the South, right. with the Bible belt. Yeah. The town I grew up in was very Bible belt. Uh, yep. There was no drinking. The first Baptist church was the biggest building in town. So it was very, <laughs> you know, religious. But I'm not talking about just that. I'm talking about the the spirituality of the South. Is is there's nothing else like it. Believe and it or not, we're in a dry county. We're in a dry county. Okay. You know my my little dry hometown is not dry anymore. I found out a few years back uh, they decided to get into the liquor. But the funny thing is, is that you know in Louisiana we didn't have counties, we had parishes, and the parish wasn't dry, but the town of Minden where I grew up was. But the next little town over is called Dixie Inn. <laughs> and Dixieland is tiny. And I mean, it's literally like three or four hundred people, Dixieland. But they had four liquor stores. <laughs> oh my gosh! And they're probably all doing a liquor really store good. for every one liquor store for every one hundred residents. You know, but that's because it was supported by Minden. You know, so finally Minden wised up and said, "We're not stopping anyone from drinking." You know, I know in high school every kid was was an alcoholic in my high school. <laughs> And that was back when the drinking age was 18. In Louisiana, they were pretty loose about it outside of my hometown. I was drinking at 15. I was going to bars at 15 and drinking. Oh, wow. I was going to happy hour, 16 and 17 years old. I was going over to Shreveport to happy hour at the, what we thought was called the Cadillac Grill uh, and drinking tequila sunrises <laughs> in Long Island iced tea, you know, in the 10th grade. So it didn't stop anyone from drinking, especially me. But, um, you know, it was dry nonetheless. But now they get the revenue from it. So I guess they're okay. It's it's okay once you're making money on it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Well, there's only, what, 600? And we keep joking with them that they haven't changed the sign yet. We're here and they haven't changed the sign. 
Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, 600, six, and... 600 some odd people here. In this yeah, I was going to say, when you only have that many people, two more people come into town, they have to change the sign all the time because every, right. every person counts. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I mean, government We're 602 grand. now, to, thanks to the two of you. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> well, you're putting it on the map since you got the radio show that you do from there, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then what, before I forget, because we're so your radio show can be found. It's it's a online radio show, but mm-hmm. tfrradio.com is the main place to find it, right? Tfrlive.com. Tfrlive.com, and you're on iHeart, I know, and basically I-Heart, anywhere Twin Flame Divine Fire, anywhere you search, is there. So as far as your show goes, what's the most interesting thing that's ever happened on your live radio show? The most interesting? Oh, a lot of people tell the truth on our radio show and they're like, yeah. I don't know why I told that. And and what she means by that is people expressing things in public that they had no intention of expressing in public at all. And then after they got done saying whatever it was that they said, they said, I don't know why I just said that. I had no intention of doing it, and I would not. <laughs> can we that. can we cut that out? Well, it's too late. It's already out yeah. there, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I I think that that's one of the most funny things that because we've had that happen what four or five times. Well, we I don't have, know why. You're you're both so cool and chill and laid back and you know the hip hippie mindset as I call it, and I think you make people really comfortable and they just feel like they're having a conversation around a campfire. Yeah. Truth comes that's out. What we tell them. And yeah. that's what we tell them, you know, because a lot of folks, you know, though, most of them aren't, they've done it before, you know, but I mean, a few of them, they're like, well, I've never done this. And that's exactly what we tell them. Just, we say, just treat it like we're sitting around a campfire and we're just having a little chat. That's, yeah. that's all it is. You know, that's the whole point of it. <laughs> well, unfortunately we live, we live in a time when the, this cancel culture and it, people say things that are how they truly feel and express an opinion, but we're always in a vibe. You know, we express yeah. opinion in a vibe and our opinion can change based on our, our vibe at the moment, for sure, because our mood changes. We know that. But gosh, you can, and you, careers get ended now over one statement. Yeah. I, I think back to like Kevin Hart, you know, getting fired from hosting the Oscars because he made some anti-gay comment. And first of all, he's a comedian. Yeah, right. And I'm a I'm a gay man, and no one laughs harder at a gay joke than me, as long as it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, you know, just make it funny. That's all that that's all that really matters. I, I just yeah. think of all of these people that get, that just lose so much over something they said when they're just being funny and entertaining, or just being themselves. And there's a big difference between making a joke or making a comment, not understanding something, and hating someone. But right. these days, it seems like it's it's all considered the same thing. And I don't think that's true. This Dave Chappelle, I love comedians. And Dave Chappelle got into a lot of trouble with the trans community because oh. he told trans jokes. And I watched the, the special and I'm not anti anyone or anything, certainly. And I was listening to him and I'm like, this man does not hate trans people. He's oh. telling jokes, but he doesn't hate. And I know the fear is that it's fueling hate. But people that choose to hate are going to have that hate experience for themselves, right. whether anyone right. tells a joke or not. Right. I yeah. Know. You know, it, I, I look at, and I, I know Sandra is this way too, but we kind of look at, at what's going on now, which to me, I'll, I'll just speak for myself. Yeah. To me, what I, we see going on right now, it's mind-blowing. 
because this is not the same world that I grew up in, certainly. And you're approaching that 50 mark, right, David? Oh, I'm at the 55 mark. Oh. oh. <laughs> so I'm approaching the 60 mark. Congratulations. <laughs> I'll save it for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm one of those fabulous double numbers right now. My numbers are lining up, 55. <laughs> 55, double nickel, I like that. But, yeah. you know, I, I sit there and see what's going on now and how twisted people get over nothing. I'm like, you would not have survived growing up in the time that we grew up where we had like all in the family, people like Don Rickles as comedian. Brutal. You think comedians now are bad? You don't know anything. You you have not experienced anything. And I don't know. We, it's a shame. You know, yeah. it's really I, I love that you mentioned all in the family. I grew up on that show and oh, yeah. I was very much you know, a kid that uh, I didn't learn anything really from my parents. They didn't just they just weren't that active in my life. And and the television was my window to the world. Yeah. And all the family was on when I was really young. I was allowed to watch whatever the hell I wanted. I watched Saturday Night Live in 1975 when I was six, seven. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Tonight Show, uh, you know, anything adult. I was soap was one of my favorite shows in the 70s. I remember I was a little soap. kid. Yeah. I was born in 68 and soap was one of my favorite shows. So I was like a little adult, you know, watching all this stuff. And I loved All in the Family. It was such an interesting, diverse, it was brilliant. And was. I was I saw some TikTok or something today where somebody said that, you know, it's, it was a this liberal show that was making the conservative man, Archie, look like a buffoon. But I thought I saw past all that. I actually liked Archie because he wasn't wise to the ways of the world the way his son-in-law maybe was, but he was, he was trying to understand. Yeah. That's what the show was really all about. It wasn't about him being wrong and, and meathead being right necessarily, or the other yeah. way around, depending on how you look at it. It was, it was their perspectives and it was all about his learning journey of this world that was changing rapidly around him. I thought it was brilliant. I loved it. And I loved the Archie character. He was my favorite character on the show. Well, Edith, <laughs> How do you not love Edith? You know? <laughs> I think one of the the, yeah. the most uh, when I think of that, the show that pops into my mind the most is when he realizes when Edith dies, mm -hmm. and you see the emotional yeah um, how everybody just looked at him like he was a he was a nut job and he'd say what he blah blah blah, and when she died, how lost he was and. That route to really see the love was amazing. In fact, that's the one show that sticks yeah. out in our minds, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it was supposed to be a sitcom, but they they went there. You know, they actually killed off a major character. I think she wanted to leave the show, and, and, yeah. and yeah. Harold Connor wasn't ready to retire, from what I understand. But I'm glad he kept the show going, even though it sort of jumped the shark with Archie's place and all that. Uh, it showed the suffering and the and the changing of the of the lifestyle that happens. With something mm -hmm. like that, I'm glad they kept it going because it was very real. You're right. That's a really good point that you bring up. Yeah, yeah, a really it good was, point. And now people, are, we hold space for people. We don't judge people. No, we just look at it and we think, what are we? What are we here to learn? Um, and we come in contact with people that are in such judgment of themselves, and oh. we just want to hold space for them and say, yeah. you realize what you could be doing? Yeah. You could just say, I love me right now for who I am. And what, whatever you're experiencing, because there's right. no right or wrong. 
Yeah. Period. Right. Everything everything is a belief. I talk about belief systems all the time, as you know. Everything is a belief system. So Archie Bunker had his belief system, and Meadhead, I forget what his name was. I just remember Meadhead, uh, had his belief system. And the daughter had her belief system, and they were vastly different. But that was the convergence of all of those belief systems on that show. That's Michael, what made it interesting. Michael Stivic was his name. Yeah, Stivic. That's right. Stivic. Yeah. And, I, and who's the guy that plays him? He's a director now. Um, Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, it was just—it was a brilliant show. I need to go back and rewatch it sometimes because I'm sure it still holds up today. And it's interesting that we still have the same argument times ten going on today. Oh. You know, we haven't solved any of those things because all we do is divide and, and uh, demonize one another. And, you yeah. know, it's it's just it's it's the nature of our polarized society. Mm. But I call that all of that judgment. If you call that the matrix, I do think we're trying to break free from the matrix. Yeah, we do. Yeah. The way to do that is to detune the judgment and fear. Yeah. And that's I, I know we've come into since we've been here. Um, we've actually got a little, not a situation, but we, we know of someone right now, uh, that is just really, he's had a hard life. We'll just say that he's had a really hard beautiful life. Beautiful being, beautiful being. Yeah. And he is totally living in the past. I mean, he's made a lot of mistakes and he's paid dearly for him, but he continues to feel like he needs to pay dearly for them. You know, he's kind of in that suffering mindset. And I guess maybe he figures he hasn't totally paid his penance, if you will, or whatever. Uh, but we were just having a talk with him yesterday. And, you know, we feel for him. You know, we can't do anything to help him out of it. You know, all we can do is just say, you know what? You did what you did. Are you doing it today? No. Yeah. Why are then you there? Yeah. I'm like, just let it go. If you're not doing that today and you're sincerely apologetic for what you know the, these regrets you have feel it experience it think you have then let it go and he just loves coming down and talking to us because we'll kind of use the kid gloves a little bit with him but then we're just like you can't keep doing this to yourself or you can't you know the choice is always yours so if you like feeling this way enjoy if you don't don't yeah i always just say like, have your experience yeah, right. there's no, it's a source. There's no right or wrong experience. We, I, yeah. I believe, we share that belief. So, the things that are considered wrong or suffering or even traumatic in mm -hmm. the world, source appreciates that stuff as much as anything else. And if you take on that source perspective of appreciation, that detunes its power. It, yeah. It's no longer ruling your world because you're just appreciating that you had the experience, even if the only appreciation you can find is that you survived it. And a lot of don't realize if they just lean into it if right. the experience comes up rather than pulling away it's shown pulling away means oh, i'm not afraid and yeah well, it prolongs away. it you're right you're right yeah. and you're right we, we can't save people from their experience and, and the best no. that we can do is appreciate them for the, the fact that they're having their human journey and it's not our business what that looks like and mm -hmm. if they they choose to have something different or raise their vibe if, if so to speak then that's their choice but if not then, you know, that's, it's not our job. And that's something you doing what we do. And I experienced this myself early on when I first got into this, I still had a lot of ego in the game. You know, I needed to save people from, from themselves right. and their experience. And I created Taya and, you know, I, it's this thing that I teach, but I stopped trying to save people 
even the people that were coming to me to, to learn the, the practice, sometimes they would sabotage themselves. And I realized, well, that's part of it. That, that self-sabotage and that falling back into old habits and all of that, that's all expansive energy, really. And they're having their journey. And it's not my business nor my place to try to dive in and save them. All I can do is offer the practice and support, yeah. and it's up to them to take it or not. But my ego is wanting to save people, you know, from sure. their experience, their human journey. Let me teach you what I know. And then I realize, oh, that's just <laughs> ego, you know. Yeah, I mean, we've all done that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of people do. And, you know, there's somebody I was on a show the other day about light workers, and a lot of people, I don't, I don't use that term, light worker. I don't mind it, but I just don't use it. But I hear that a lot. And, I, and when I started meeting other people that do things like this, there are a lot of people that kind of get into it like I did with that mindset that I'm going to save you and heal you and I'm going to fix you. And no, we're not. Everybody heals and, and saves and fixes themselves. And maybe right. we offer right. something that, that gives them some tools to do that. But the work is theirs to do. We call ourselves cheerleaders. Yeah. Yeah. And it you're good at that. You're really good at that. It doesn't matter if you're in a in what you would coin a negative or a positive energy. We're going to look at it from our perspective and go, oh, you got that going on? Something's clearing. Oh, lean into it. Yeah. And and they're like, what? Yeah. Everything in me is telling me to run. If you lean into it and experience it, then the fear goes away. That's true. That's true. Anything we face, we detune automatically because we've you know, acceptance is a big first step in, in the detuning process. And then Alan ultimately finding appreciation that. for what it did for you. But the yeah. funny thing is, I always tell people, you've got to put, you know, the, the universe works in reverse of what I call the matrix. The matrix tells us we've got to, we, we've got to, you know, heal, uh, you know, the thing's got to stop before we, before we can heal it. I say we put the cart before the horse because this is how the universe actually works. And we find appreciation before we even know why we're appreciating it. Right. And then the clarity of why and how it served you and all that, all that shows up after that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly Alan the opposite taught, of how we're taught, though, unfortunately. He, he taught me one of the most valuable lessons about fear. And it was about, without meaning to without meaning to. In fact, I really had to look at it from a different perspective. And it was um, when we first went out, we were in a tent. We put everything in storage and we lived in a tent for 52 days. Up in the mountains in Colorado at about eight, eight, eighty five hundred feet. So you can imagine what the weather's like, even in the summertime. I mean, it was it could get wicked. And I was petrified of thunder and lightning. Oh, and we got a gully wash for this one night. And it's cold. And we had probably 60 pounds of blankets on us yeah. to keep warm. And we couldn't move. And uh -uh. the lightning was hitting so close that I'm trying to cuddle up against him. And he goes, what are you doing? And I said, I'm scared. And he goes, well, honey, just put the covers over your head. And if you can't see it, it doesn't exist. Yeah, just pull the covers over your head. And I was like, you. And I lived to, and I lived to hear this tale again. Yeah, yeah. but I did call him an a-hole. Um, <laughs> and, and then I realized after he had said that, and we actually discussed the fact that I had a fear, and he was like, not understanding because in his early days he crawled up on a car during a thunderstorm. He wanted to leave. And the lightning would not strike him. Oh, we were getting lightning strikes all over the place. And I was daring God, as far as I could understand him at that point. You're so bad. Take it out. Take me. I'm on this metal. Take, take me. And then he said that. And I'm remembering the story he said. And I went, 
he has no fear of thunder and lightning. And he taught me, quit mm -hmm. fearing it, lean into it. Yeah. And like, no reason to be afraid of it. If it hits you, you're going to be viewing this from a different room anyway. So <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, the fear thing is very, very powerful. And it's definitely something that's apt up in our matrix, if you will, that right. it, it lowers our vibe until yeah. we decide not to allow it to anymore. And then when we start letting go of fear, you know, as a system, life just gets so much more interesting and, and certainly so much better because we're not dragging our vibe down with all that fear anymore. Exactly. Well, we're stripping ours back. We're going, okay, what do we really need versus what we want? Because we think when we started this little journey, we found out, well, we really didn't need it. That really was a want. And a lot of people say, oh, I got to do laundry today. You can come and do laundry with me. I'd appreciate the help. And they're like, what? I'm like, I wash our laundry in the sink. And they're like, what? <laughs> okay, so you're and watching. They're, they're like me complaining that they have to put it into a machine. And you're like, right. no. I and walk away and go watch the TV program and check it a half an hour later. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're literally off the grid as, right. as opposed right. to, uh, yeah. I love that. And I'm happy about it. I, I really take joy in what I do. I, I Don't get me wrong. I'm exhausted. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of work to be done. It's not like in a house where you just go and, oh, everything's just grand. You got a dishwasher. Let's put the dishes in the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Um, we've had some really major things that have happened and we have to lean into them and go, okay, why are we having to go through this? Um, and do it in joy. A lot of people can't. We've learned a lot of gratitude. Yeah. A lot of gratitude. And I don't, I think there's a lot of things that we used to take for granted before. No, we and don't. we don't anymore. I mean, we probably do a few things maybe, but that, that list has really been whittled down quite a bit. Yeah. We were talking about how, um, can I talk about that? About uh, the hot water heater? Yeah, you can talk okay. about anything. All right. So uh, for about a year, our, we haven't had a hot water heater. And so we bought an electric tea kettle and we heated our water. Mm -hmm. And that means for showers and everything. But we got to the point where we realized when we were in the tent, we didn't have that. If we were staying with a host, we had that. But this brought us back to the raw in nature and realize that when you can talk to somebody and they know that a hundred foot hose holds four gallon of water. And if it sits in the sun, it heats up and that's the best time to take a shower. That's um, two solar heating of your water. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um, a very efficient, that. quick shower though, right? Right. Yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And you better be efficient or you're not going to get your hair done. Have, have a plan before you go into that shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and then we um, usually don't do, we don't go on camera or anything like that. We don't do a lot of interviews. And we finally said, we got to go on David's show. Carrie got a yeah. hold of us and we're like, yeah, we got to go. Yeah. And then somebody else did. And we said, okay, we'll do that one on Sunday. And as soon as we did, a hot water heater, brand new hot water heater. Showed up. Showed up. That was... I'm like, we're claiming that. That's ours. Okay. I don't now, want somebody else's headache. We didn't have the money for it. 
Right. But we started the conversation with the person that had it. It's like, oh, hey, we really like that. You know, what yeah. do we have to do? You yeah, know, we want it. Yeah. And as I was going through and doing, because we have a computer and we have a business. It's in his name. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I do the all the paperwork and everything. And I was looking and I thought, okay, there's got to be a way for us to do this. I'm in my head. I'm dead. Um. And I dropped into my heart and I went, why am I doing this? And within just a couple minutes, someone messaged me and said, I needed four sessions and I just put money in your PayPal and I wanted you to know it. And it was enough to get the hot water heater. I love and those stories. Like, I, know, I know a few people that live really, really, really that way where it's just, it's just basic needs and allowing the universe to supply magic at, at the turns when you are really ready for it. Yeah. And those are the coolest stories. And you're joyful beings. There's so many people that think that they have to have the next you know thing. And I like material stuff as you know, I, I don't pretend to be not materialistic. I love material stuff. But I, I don't <laughs> need it for happiness. Yeah. But you know, to, to interact with someone who is obviously a, a joyful being and then to see, you know, on social media, People that have so much that are angry about everything, it seems. Yeah. You know, and they're on, you know, Twitter and Facebook and they're, you know, oh, I'm so angry all the time. It's perplexing that th that they haven't figured out. They figured out how to make all this money, but they haven't yet figured out how to actually be a joyful person and enjoy what they've manifested. Yeah. Every once in a while you see somebody that's got both going on. Uh, you know, the the, happy, the 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 genuinely happy billionaire, <laughs> but it's a rarity. It is it is a rarity for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I think one of our favorite things that we well, it, it's kind of something that we say a lot and we experience a lot, too. Uh, something will come up and we'll need money for something. And of course, invariably, most people that have that happen, you know, first thing out of the mouth, or how are we going to come up with that? which a lot of times comes out of our mouths as well. And then we go, whoa, 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 we're up here. It will turn up. Our experience has shown us it will turn up. If that's something that we need to have, would really like to have, 99% of the time, don't worry about it. It shows up. It'll show up. And I'm telling you, as sure as I'm sitting here, it happens. It does. Yeah, I had uh, an experience years ago uh, when my, my then partner and I first moved to Florida from Atlanta. We I was in, we were both I, he was not employed. He had been waiting tables and he had not yet found a job. And I had a management job with a retail company and the store opening was delayed. And when you work in retail management, you have a base salary and you have bonus. It's based on sales and profit and all that stuff. Well, I was used to making bonus. And I wasn't able to make any bonus because the store wasn't open. I was sitting at home every day waiting for this to happen. So our income was much less. And we had rent to pay on a house and two car payments and credit card bills, all the stuff that you have in your 20s, you know, when you charge yeah. everything. And <laughs> we needed, we really needed money. We really, really, really needed money just, just to not to even pay the credit card bills, just to pay the basics, you know, keep the light on and keep from getting evicted from the house. And we were a few hundred dollars short. And I'll never forget, I went out to get uh, the paper one morning. This was back so long ago, we used to get a newspaper delivered. And the sprinklers had gone off and the driveway was wet. And I saw something up by my garage door and I went over and I'm like, what is that? I lifted it up and it was $100 bills 
soaking wet stuck to my driveway just a stack i don't remember how much it was it was you know a few hundred dollars stuck wow. to my driveway and i remember peeling those hundred dollar bills apart thinking oh my god this is from the universe this is exactly what i need there's no reason that those hundred dollar bills would have been there on yeah. our driveway you know somebody had to be up against our garage door dropping a, a stack of hundred dollar bills it was crazy and the, the fact that they were wet and I had to peel them apart and count them off and then dry them and say, gosh, I'm going to deposit this so the checks will clear the bank. <laughs> that was, you know, I love that, though. I have never been more creative in, in terms of my mindset and, and more paying attention to my mindset than the times in my life that I've been flat broke. Right. And having yeah. to to find joy in the experience. In fact, I have a, um, a TikTok that's that's doing really well right now, talking about just that, enjoying where you are, and and appreciating exactly where you are, and then that's your ground zero, and you can only go up from there. And that, that yeah. vibe of appreciation is going to raise your vibration in general, and it's going to cause things to start to change. It's yeah, that's perfect. It's. I don't care what it is. This man, we went walking through a parking lot one day and, and we're down to our last wife. We had 20 bucks. Yeah. We had to go get groceries. And I'm thinking, oh my God, what are we going to be able to get with 20 bucks? Oh, yeah, he to. steps out of the vehicle and I'm walking ahead of him and I step right over. Was it a $50 bill? No, it was a 20. Yeah. But stepped right over it. And he goes, you didn't see that? Somebody else stepped over it too. It's right there. And I'm like, I didn't manifest that. You did. It, he's he just thinks like, okay. <laughs> something, and it appears. Yeah. And so we teach each other different things. And I'm like, when I'm really, really in this space of I'm gonna dive deep, kind of like you say, we're gonna go down the spiral. Um, he'll be way up, and then he'll come down, and I'll go up. That's the well, nice you balance thing. each other. Yeah, that's yeah. that's. That's a sign of a really connected, you know, relationship because you're, you're balancing one another. I'm yeah, like, it just happens too. You don't get to both go down at the same time. No, <laughs> no. I, I maybe once or twice we've done that since we've been back together again. Yeah. But no, other than that, no. Yeah, it just naturally works out, you know, and it just goes like that. And then when we're both up, it's like, oh, watch oh, we out. manifest the heck out yeah. of everything. Yeah, so, and that's that's magical when you get up there. It is. There yeah. are things that we can't even. I mean, we've manifested. Um, one of the things that we we tell people is, where would you like to go? Because you're here, you want to be here. So what? Who is going to drop onto the line between and show you how to get there? And, yeah, I love that. And I would yeah. say the the vibration of wouldn't it be nice. As right. opposed to the vibration of I need that. Yeah. Because the universe hears that I need that and says, Yes, you do. <laughs> Here's some more need. <laughs> every morning, every morning when we wake up, we say, Show us how good it can get. And every evening when we go to bed, we look at each other and go, Show us how good it can get. We used to say, How good could it get? Then we're just like, No, no, no let's no. be a little more demanding than that. Let's show be us. a little specific. Yeah. Show us. And we get shown all the time. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. In big ways it. and small ways. Small ways. We tend to overlook yeah. the small things because we're looking for the big things, not us. 
we look for everything. Yeah, people in general. We, again, that's the matrix teaches us that if it's not huge, it's not. It has no value. Right. It's right. not, and, and that's the difference because there are people that will listen to a story like this and say, "Well, gosh, I want to be a billionaire. I'm not going to listen to you telling me to appreciate where I am. I want to be this, and I want to be that. I want to be a Kardashian." But they never get there because they don't learn to appreciate where they are. Right. And if you follow people like that or, or read by, I haven't read a Kardashian biography, but biographies of people that started at ground zero and built something up like a Steve Jobs, they, in their own way, were very appreciative of the game, the process, uh, and it being exactly where they were. And they, they really enjoyed the climb. And they yeah. love that. And even, they, even if they falter and fall back down, they're going to get back up again because they like the game. You can't, you can't just focus on the outcome. you got to love the game in between. And then, like we you said, the all game. the things show up for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love we that. We love the game. I love that, David. Yeah, got to love the uh, game. Well, it's been, it's been so much fun having the two of you on. I know you're used to going for two hours, but on a podcast, nobody listens to a podcast for two hours. Right. No. Uh, but on a live radio show, that's a whole different vibe. I used to do a live radio show on Ohm Times, and sometimes I miss it. You know, I miss hitting those cues and that vibe of going live. And if I ever did that again, I would probably take callers. I know you have, a, you have people that comment and you read their comments. That live interaction is really cool. And that's, that's yeah. one of the reasons I love going on the show. It, it is. It's oh, sort of, yeah. It it yeah. summons. It summons the stream. You know, even though I don't trans channel anymore, we know when the stream shows up, and that right. that you know summoning of the stream is a really cool thing. I call you my brother from another mother. Yeah. Because I swear, <laughs> out of everybody, I'm like David's like my brother. Uh, That's nice. I, Thank you. Yeah. Well, I thought I'd tell you that on your program. <laughs> yeah. Never, very nice thing to say. Thank you for saving it for my program, city. <laughs> say the nice things about me here i'm just kidding well again so your your show is twin flame divine fire mm -hmm. and it can be found on tfrradiolive.com tfrradiolive.com and you're on live every saturday and i do pacific time two to four pacific right so yeah. you can do the math <laughs> with the time zones wherever you are because right. yeah. this is all over the world right and you, they can yes. reach um and then they can watch you globally right i'm sure you have a global yeah. audience yeah yes. yeah so very yeah. very cool so be sure to check out sandra and alan on twin flame divine fire uh you can google them and, and search their um, their website as well and uh and come on the live show i i uh, i don't know when this podcast will hit uh but i will be on again if we're um depending on where we're, I think we'll publish this in a couple of weeks. So I know I'm coming on July 22nd, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know that this podcast will be out by then, but I will be on a couple of times a year, at least let's say awesome. three or four times a year. Definitely. Oh, awesome. more like four or five. We, Come on. Love having you on. <laughs> we love having you in the stream on. Well, it's been a pleasure having both of you. So thank you very much. And thank you all for listening. Oh, you're so you. welcome. Thank we you, everybody. You. This episode doesn't have to end here. You can join us over on Patreon for the roundtable discussion of everything the stream shared today and how to apply it in your life. Join us at patreon.com forward slash the stream of David. I hope to see you over there.